<clears throat> starts getting a tickle <clears throat> and starts getting clogged up in the throat. I have to wonder sometimes if that's just a natural occurrence or if there are other forces at work that somehow don't want a message to be shared. I don't know. God knows. But either way, however it's happening, we're going to go forward and we're going to look at the Word of God tonight. Amen? Amen. And praise the Lord. <clears throat> so bear with me if you would while I try to clear the frog. <clears throat> and in the meantime, open your Bibles with me once again if you would. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, turn with me to the Gospel of Mark. Still in the Gospel of Mark and probably will be the rest of this year and who knows, maybe half of next year too. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but uh, in the Gospel of Mark, we're finishing this evening, uh, by God's grace, we are finishing this chapter number 10. And uh, as I counted them, this will be about the fifth message out of this chapter alone. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of information in the Word of God. Amen. Now, I'll tell you truthfully, there could have been a whole lot more messages out of just this chapter. But... I believe that this is how God has led, at least for this point in time, and I'm trusting that if there are things that need to be filled in in your own heart and mind, that the Holy Spirit of God will lead you to continue that study and fill in those blanks uh, as you study the Word of God. So tonight's text is a rather familiar passage, as we'll see here in just a moment. I have titled the message for those who might be taking notes. I've titled the message tonight, When Faith Became Sight. <clears throat> when Faith Became Sight. Because of the events recorded here in this last part of Mark chapter 10. Now I'm going to guess, however, that when you hear this title, when you hear a title like When Faith Became Sight, you may have thought, as I did, about how much we have been taught all our lives, or been taught for years, that it's not about sight. It's about a life of faith. And you're absolutely right. It is a life of faith. There are, as you know, several passages that tell us explicitly that the just shall live by faith. That exact phrase, as a matter of fact, is found in four places, that exact phrase, the just shall live by faith. It's found in Habakkuk 2, verse 4. It's found in Romans chapter 1, verse 17. It's found in Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. And it's found in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 38. The just shall live by faith. Furthermore, as we continue to study, Paul wrote in his second letter to the Corinthians, and he stated, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And it's absolutely true. Now he was addressing, I believe, the difference <clears throat> between a physical body and tabernacle in which we gather to worship like we are here tonight and discussing the difference of the spiritual realm in which God resides and where our Savior now abides preparing that place for us who have accepted his salvation by faith. Because while we cannot see with our eyes Jesus Christ in the flesh. We know that Jesus Christ is real. We know that Jesus Christ is alive and he is interceding for us. And we know that just as sure as you and I sit here tonight, he is in heaven just waiting for the Father to say, go get him. Amen. 
Amen? And I think that there's a number of us waiting here for him. the Father to say, go get them. And here we go. <laughs> now we also know. <clears throat> don't you love how much we know? I love how much we know. Sometimes I feel like I don't know anything. And that's okay too. Uh, but we also know, and, and perhaps you thought of this as well, that Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, that great record of faith, if you will, preserved as examples for us, begins with a veritable definition or a defining applicability of faith. Boy, those are some big words. I must use a big dictionary for those words. It holds a veritable defining applicability. That just means it tells us how it should be used. Of faith. Because Hebrews chapter 11 begins with, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. So in some ways, if we consider and really meditate on that verse, in some ways, faith is the mechanism of sight that we can have in a spiritual sense. It is our spiritual confidence and trust, if you will, by which we find our way through this life using God's record of guidance, his, what did I call it last week? His encyclopedia of truth and learning, God's word. By using God's word as that, what does he say in Psalms? That lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. Now, I'm going to just interject real quickly that I don't even have this in my notes, but by God's grace, he said, listen, when you're walking someplace and it's pitch black, how do you know where to step? You can't see. But I just said that we're using God's word to guide us. Our faith is, in fact, our sight by using God's word, which he says is a lamp and it is a light by which we are enabled to see. So faith, in fact, is that mechanism that becomes our sight. And by that, we can see the opportunities and the responsibilities that God lays out before us. So let's look then at how one man's faith in Scripture became actual, literal sight. Starting in Mark chapter 10. You're already there, I, I do believe, I trust anyway. And looking at verse number 46 to begin, reading through the end of the chapter. The Bible here says, And they, that's Jesus and his disciples, they came to Jericho. And as he, Jesus, went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. He calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. 
And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now from this text tonight, <clears throat> I believe it'll be a, uh, okay, I'm going to say it's going to be a little bit shorter message than maybe we've had in the few, past few weeks, but that has yet to be seen. We'll see how the Lord leads. But from this text, I want to explore three quick points for, with, a, uh, with you tonight. Number one, when he heard. Point number one is when he heard. Number two, we're going to explore the point of when Jesus called. And thirdly tonight, we're going to look at when his eyes were opened. Let's pray. Father in heaven, as we look to this message tonight, when faith became sight. Oh God, would you help us through the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts tonight. Not look at how cleverly one man might be able to put a message together and talk about the Word of God. But Father, may we, in fact, hear from you tonight. May the Holy Spirit of God tonight stir our hearts and, Lord, stir the faith that is within us. And, Lord, may it energize us and may it help us to go forward talking about how you have done great things in this world. Father God, won't you give us the understanding tonight that we need, the understanding that you would have us to have tonight from your word, and we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So the first point, when he heard. Throughout Scripture, <clears throat> throughout Scripture we see many places where there are those who are, the phrase is, by the wayside. Having to beg for the mercy and kindness of others for their daily provisions. Though I am certain that there are days when these that are by the wayside begging have little to nothing at all given to them. <clears throat> One such man was a man in our text, this man Bartimaeus, who was, as recorded for us here, blind. We don't know how long he had been blind, if he was blind all his life. What we know from the Word of God is that he was blind, he could not work, he had no means to get around on his own. He was by the highway side begging. It's been demonstrated many times that when someone does not have or when they lose one of the what we call the primary senses, especially the sense of sight or the sense of hearing, when one does not have or loses that sense, that our other senses become more acute. They become more aware. They become more effectively and efficiently used. So it would be, I believe, with Bartimaeus. As he sat by the way, one day, after the next day, after the day before, day after day after day, he sits by the wayside. Not having sight would most certainly be much more aware of everything that he hears. Now I'm sure he would have heard all manner of comments about his own state of being. Oh, there's that blind man begging again. Let's go to the other side of the street so we don't have to have a guilty conscience. Oh, I didn't see him there. I didn't hear him begging, so I didn't have to give him anything. I'm sure that he heard all kinds of comments 
from comments of pity, maybe to comments of pompousness, from niceties, oh, you poor man, here, let me help you, to comments of condemnation. But as we know, while Jesus had been ministering and preaching, teaching, and healing throughout the whole region, as we know, word of his presence and of his ministry and of his healing was spread far and wide and it was done so quickly. So I believe, given all of those pieces of the story, that this Bartimaeus, who surely had a very acute sense of hearing, would have heard all of that talk about this man, this great healer, Jesus. Now you probably know as well as I that when people start talking, oh boy, when people start talking about someone, whether it's good or whether it's bad, when they start talking about what they've done or what they've said, that talk will generally include very great details about that whole situation. Some of which are probably speculation and made up. Did you hear what I heard them say? I think I heard what they said and they didn't say anything like that. Some of the talk is bound to be speculation. Because that's just the way human nature is. <gasps> I think if they said that, then they must have said this. And I'm gonna, did you hear what they said? I mean, we just build upon and we feed upon these things. And it's not generally good. But certainly... As much detail as is available will be shared. When people start talking, you know that every last angle of whatever the situation was is going to be talked about. Now, I imagine that Bartimaeus, when he began hearing about this great healer in all of the detail that might have been included, both the good and the bad, the, the true and even some of the made up, I believe when he began hearing about this great healer, this, this Jesus from Nazareth, I think he probably would have taken note of the talk and as he heard different things at different times, start formulating his own thoughts about this healer, this Jesus. And I believe as God worked in his life, and as God gave Bartimaeus, through the talk that he heard, little inklings of faith about this man, Jesus, the faith to believe who Jesus was, I believe that maybe he seeded a great desire in Bartimaeus' heart that one day, if he ever had the chance, he would meet this healer and he would gain the healing of his sight that he so longed for. And that day came. Look again with me in your Bibles. Verse number 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, oh, the day has come. He began to cry out, the Bible says, and he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Why wouldn't he have mercy on me? He's had mercy on the multitudes. He's healed multitudes. That's what I've heard. So surely he would heal me too. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And verse 48 goes on to highlight the selfish, 
heartless nature of mankind. Look what verse 48 said. And many. Now remember, Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples, and the Bible says a great number of people. And here's Jesus. And Bartimaeus recognized that he heard this. Jesus, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Shh, stop. Those very same people that are walking with Jesus, those very same people that are enjoying the fellowship with this man Jesus, sees the young man. Shut up. I'm trying to hear what he says. Heartless. Selfish. No, no, no. You can't walk with us. I, I don't have time. I'm talking to Jesus. The Bible says many charged him that he should hold his peace. But here's the beautiful part of this account. He wasn't discouraged. He wasn't silenced. The Bible says, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. So I began to wonder, as I was studying for tonight, I began to wonder, do you and I ever just casually talk about Jesus in conversation? Do we ever casually, and if we ever casually talk about this man Jesus in conversation, do we have a passion about talking about our Savior, Jesus Christ? Do you know what he did for me? You might not know what I was, but I do. And I tell you right now that Jesus is a great Savior. Do we ever casually talk with passion about Jesus Christ? Or do we, <clears throat> we're going to go witnessing now. Can I talk to you about Jesus Christ, the Savior of the Bible? When you're out to dinner... Do you stop and give a word of thanks in prayer? And then just say, isn't God good? God's blessed us and let us go out to dinner tonight. That's wonderful. Praise God for that. The server, they might come and they'd do a good job. You say, you know what? I'm thankful for you. You've done a great job tonight. I praise God for you. Do we casually talk about Jesus? Do we talk about Jesus the way Barnabas heard talk about Jesus? Remember, this, the news about Christ was spread far and wide, and there was a passion about it. Have you seen what this man Jesus has done? That's what Bartimaeus heard. Do others hear that kind of excitement from us when we're talking about Jesus? The Bible tells us very plainly that faith cometh by all. Faith cometh by hearing. Do we talk about the Word of God? Do we talk about Jesus Christ? Oh, we do. We talk about, well, how was your day at work? Oh, it was terrible. Oh, well, how was your, how was your day visiting your family? Well, you know, the weather was bad and the, it was raining the whole time. We didn't really get to go see anything. And Well, yeah, but, but God is good, right? You got to go see your family. Well, yeah, that's true, but let me tell you how bad it was. What do people hear from us? The witnesses, the testimony of Jesus Christ. Do they hear what Bartimaeus heard? This man can heal anyone. This man can solve your problems. This man is faithful. This man is of God. If we ever do speak of Jesus, is it about his phenomenal work in our hearts and lives? 
Do we share the details about our own relationship with the great physician and the Savior that might cause someone in hearing range to spark an interest and want to find out more? Or do they hear about our health issues? (laughs) Do they hear about our financial struggles? Do they hear about how much overtime we've had to work this week? We certainly, we certainly cannot make anyone else be excited about perhaps meeting Jesus one day. Even if we are talking passionately about it, we can't make them get excited. But I will tell you this, if we don't exude our own passion and excitement, what will others take note of? There goes another one of those so-called, what do they call them, believers or Christians or something? Doesn't sound like they have any better life than I do. I'll go about my way, I won't even ask. When Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, the Bible tells us he knew that he could not pass up this opportunity. He heard it. That's the man I've been waiting for. Brings us to our second point, when Jesus called. It is amazing to me. And it's almost unbelievable to see the first two things that happened next in this account. Now the catalyst for what happened next is of course in the first part of verse 49. Look what the Bible says. It says, and Jesus stood still. Suddenly, it's as if those very same voices that were trying to silence this blind beggar had one of those instant pause moments when everything stops around them and a thousand and one thoughts fly and flash through their mind because Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. (gasps) What have I done? Oh no, this looks really, really bad for me. Wait, the master just stopped and acknowledged the poor blind man that I tried to dismiss and tell him to be quiet? He just stopped and acknowledged him? Oh, that looks terrible for me. What am I going to do? How can I recover out of this? Because I I just told him to be quiet. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know what I'll do. I'll go and I'll be really nice to this man next. Because maybe that, if I'm really extra nice to him, maybe the Savior will forget about that I just told him to shut up and be quiet. Let's go and add a little more excitement. Let's go, let's go be really, really nice to this man. It's almost, isn't it amazing to see how this happens? That now just because Jesus stopped and acknowledged him, oh, I better acknowledge him too and I'm going to be extra nice. Because look at what the rest of this said. The Bible says, and they, the very same ones that tried to silence him, and they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, and, come, and for he calleth thee. Anyone else ever had that kind of a, oh me, Kind of a moment like, what have I just done? I've had a few of those. And forty-nine can, verse 49 continues, and you see, they were all suddenly just as compassionate as Jesus was. Boy, what a flip of a switch when the master all of a sudden stopped. I better be like him. You see, they were taking very much care all of a sudden to be a friend to this one and to help him to come to Jesus. Oh, Friends, that we would have that kind of compassion always. And not just when Jesus showed us up. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Now that's, uh, don't, 
don't take that the wrong way. Sometimes I feel like maybe that's how we feel in our flesh. But when we get called out, one day we're going to stand before the bema seat of Christ and he's going to say, why didn't you ask that poor man to come to me? We're going to get called out. We're going to get called to give an account of what we've done. Oh, that we would have the kind of compassion that Christ has always. May God forgive us and may God help us. So secondly, notice what happened. I said that there was two things that happened here. Secondly, notice in verse 50 that the man immediately set aside whatever he had to answer Jesus' call. Verse 50 says, And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. You see, he didn't bother. Now, he was a blind man. He was begging on the side of the road. He didn't have means to take care of himself that we know of. But he didn't bother tidying up and said, Okay, oh, that's great. I'll be right there. Let me fold up my clothes and let me make my space real nice and neat. He didn't bother with any of that. The Bible says he cast his garment aside and he rose and he went to Jesus. There was no delay. There'd be time to take care of all those other things later if need be. But this moment, this was the time to meet with Jesus. Jesus just called me. I got to go. There was no delay. This opportunity is what he had longed for, perhaps even prayed for. So when he knew that, it was, that he was in Jesus' presence and Jesus called for him, he wasn't about to worry that he didn't look presentable enough. He just came to the Lord as he was. That, I think, is the sadness about so many today who think that Jesus won't love them enough to save them unless they are clean and polished and have a great resume about all the things that they have done for God. That's tragic. I'm not good enough. You're right, and neither was I. The Bible tells us that God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet filthy, unclean, unholy, and rotten sinners. Okay, I added those extra four adjectives. The Bible says that God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Our condition, our state of being doesn't change how Jesus sees us. Jesus simply calls us and desires that we are true and honest with ourselves and with him. And when we are, as Bartimaeus was, then Jesus is at the ready, just as he was with this blind man in verse 51. Look what it says. Verse 50 says, And he, Bartimaeus, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And immediately Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Just in case we need to be reminded, Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 15, verse 7. Matter of fact, let's turn over there for just a moment. Keep your, keep your place here. But John chapter 15, I want you to see this <clears throat> from the word of God. Jesus speaking to his disciples in John 15, 7 said, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. 
And then again in chapter 14 of John, just one chapter back in verses 13 and 14, look at the Bible here. It also says, and whatsoever, Jesus speaking, says, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you will, and it shall be done. This blind man's faith was seated and it was grown by what he had heard about Jesus. And the more that he heard, the more real his faith became. Those things that he heard remained with him throughout every day that he waited for the Lord. Those words abode with him and he abode in the words that he heard about Jesus Christ. Which brings us to our closing point, when his eyes were opened. You see, Jesus knew that this man's faith was real. He knew that. He saw his faith demonstrated amongst this crowd of naysayers. When he walked by and Bartimaeus started crying out, they tried to hush and silence him. You're not worth talking to the Savior. He is, he, he's ours. We're going to go talk to him. We want him for ourselves. He can't take the time for you. But Jesus said, oh no. He is precious and his faith is real. Jesus stood still and commanded that he be called. So because this man was honest before the Lord, because this man's faith was real before the Lord, Jesus said unto him in, 50, in verse 52, well, he says in verse 51, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. That's all he wanted, just to be able to see. And so Jesus said unto him in verse 52, Go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. You see, this was an account where faith had literally become his sight. It was truly an amazing thing. But the part that I find somewhat humbling, though, is the last part of this text. Look with me at the last part of verse 52. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole, and... Immediately he received his sight, and look at this, followed Jesus in the way. So profound was this interaction. So grateful was this formerly blind man for his healing, that even though Jesus had given him leave to go his way, go about doing whatever he chose to do, he's now been made whole, he's got his sight, go thy way. It was more important for Bartimaeus to honor Jesus for granting his healing than it was for him to go and do whatever he felt like doing in life. Now that he could see. He didn't have a job anyway. Maybe he had a family. I don't know. Think of the possibilities. Now he can see. Now, oh boy, all the things that he could possibly do now. And what did he choose? I'm going to follow Jesus in the way. He healed me. He opened my eyes. That is my life's goal. And it's because of him. I'm going to follow him. Because he has the answer. His faith was turned into reality. 
And as far as we know, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know that we've heard about Bartimaeus anywhere else in Scripture or that he ever stopped following Jesus the rest of his days on this earth. Friends, what about us? Christian, redeemed of the Lord Jesus Christ. Has your interaction with Jesus been so profound in your life that when Jesus says, okay, your faith has made you whole, go that way. Thank you, Lord. Here we go. Go do anything that we want to do. How about us? Or do we, should we just go and passionately talk about what Jesus has done? Follow Jesus in the way. Let me tell you what this man did. I was blind yesterday and now I can see and hallelujah. Right? Maybe that isn't your story. But I know that Jesus has done something for you. I know that Jesus has done something for me. Do I talk about it passionately? Do I talk about it so that others can get excited about it as I am? Or do I say, yep, he saved me and I'm going to heaven. You want to come to church? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly the kind of response that <laughs> we very well could get. Oh, my day has been horrible. The kids are terrible. The dog has been doing his worst all over the house. And, you know, my marriage is a shambles. And, boy, my word, I lost my job. And, boy, I can't even stand this life anymore. But I'm going to church on Sunday. You want to come with me? <laughs> I don't think so. Why aren't we as excited as those who have had this profound experience with Christ? Wasn't your salvation profound? I believe it was. Pastor, would you close? That was good. That was wonderful. You can't help but think, even as believers, considering ourselves mature, we want God to change our circumstances, but we don't want God to change us in the circumstances. And that's the whole purpose of the circumstances, to change us. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, come with your prayers. Mr. and Mrs. Mateus is flying in from Mexico City. Now, they're leaving Monday or Tuesday? Pardon? Tuesday. Well, so they leave Tuesday and get here on Tuesday. Well, Mexico City is a long ways away. <laughs> so let's pray for them that they have a good trip, make good connections, and uh, they'll be up here, and uh, hopefully there'll be some leaves that still have to change. I'm sure we'll find them somewhere along the way. So amen. Well, Father, we thank you for this time that we could be in the house of the Lord in an evening. And, and Lord, we're, we're just so glad that you brought us here. Lord, we, we do feel bad that others, but Lord, we don't want to sit in judgment of others. Lord, you brought us here tonight to hear from your word and the Holy Spirit of God. And we appreciate uh, Steve's surrender and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to, not just to him, but through him, uh, to us as well tonight. And Lord, may we go from the house of the Lord tonight realizing that there was a time in our lives when we were as blind as Bartimaeus was. We didn't know that we needed a Redeemer. We didn't know that we needed a Savior until someone shared the Scriptures and the Holy Spirit worked upon us. And the scales were removed. And we could see. And Lord, in appreciation, may we be followers of Christ. Not like Peter on the night of the Christ betrayal who followed from afar.
We're like John, who walked with them side by side into the pits of the darkness of night where Satan was waxing his best. Lord, may we be the men and the women who will walk with Christ, be followers of him. Father, we think of Mr. and Ms. Mateus who will be flying in from Mexico City and to spend some time with Vanya and AJ and Lord, our opportunity, what few moments we can have with them as well. Give them traveling mercies. Lord, guide and direct and uh, Lord, whether it's coming through customs or whatever it is that there'll be no glitches. Lord, give them fair weather, good weather. Give them uh, good connections all the way. And Father, we'll give you the praise, the honor and the glory for the work you're continuing to do in our hearts and our lives, shaping us and molding us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Cahusa.